Presentation College Rejects Allegations of Body Shaming Article by Elizabeth Lee The principal of Presentation College, Carlo Ray Murray, has rejected allegations that female students were told not to wear tight leggings or tracksuit bottoms to school because it made staff members uncomfortable. Speaking on national radio last week, Mr Murray said that none of the teachers had complained about feeling uncomfortable because of the girls' clothing and added that he also spoke to several students who were upset after the assemblies after they got a different message one way or the other or heard something from someone else. Meanwhile, Education Minister Norma Foley is to receive a report into the controversy that has erupted in the school. Last week, The Nationalist reported that every female student had been called from their classrooms for a pep talk about inappropriate clothing like leggings being worn as part of the school uniform. The talks took place on a Friday morning and did not include any of the male students. The mothers of several teenage girls subsequently contacted the Nationalist to complain that their daughters had been told not to wear tight clothing because it made staff members uncomfortable. In the talks, the girls were told not to wear tight leggings or flared tracksuit bottoms or to wear their skirts too short or their tops too tight, which many of the students took exception to. This sparked a heated discussion over that weekend on social media, which attracted thousands of participants. Commentators said that telling the female students not to wear tight clothing amounted to sexualising the teenage girls and that it was body shaming. An online petition against sexism in schools was signed by more than 10,000 people and the issue subsequently garnered national attention. Despite numerous attempts by the Nationalist to contact Principal Ray Murray, the head of Presentation College was not available for comment before we went to press with last week's edition. Nor was he available later in the week when we contacted the school. However, he did appear on RTE Radio 1's Morning Ireland programme last Wednesday, where he denied any mistake on the school's behalf and said that the talks by the head teachers were about the wearing of appropriate school uniforms because school was now like a fashion show. He said that the girls were brought out of class and into assemblies without the boys because it was primarily the girls who were flouting the uniform rules by wearing leggings and that the boys weren't included because the school didn't want to embarrass anyone, neither boys nor girls. Mr Murray also said that none of the teachers had complained about feeling uncomfortable by the girls' clothing and added that he also spoke to several students who were upset after the assemblies after they got a different message one way or the other or heard something from someone else. He continued that he didn't want any of the students to be upset and that's why he had an open-door policy for the kids. Mr Murray also denounced the scandalous comments and allegations about the teachers on social media, asserting that it was the teachers who bore the brunt of unsubstantiated rumours on social media. Minister Foley is to receive a report on the matter after it was raised in the Dáil last week during question time by Deputy Mick Barry of the Solidarity PBP party. L drivers face six months wait for test. Article by Michael Tracy. Carlo Lerner drivers could be waiting six months to sit their driving test as a considerable backlog currently exists. 
More than 1,100 learner drivers are waiting to take their test in County Carlow. Local driving instructor Edward Sheehy of Passam Go Driving School believes that more testers are needed in Carlow. He said there are typically two testers working in Carlow, but some weeks there could be just one. There should really be three, he added. You could be waiting six months for a test. The RSA, that's the Road Safety Authority, has a lot to answer for in waiting times. The most recent figures show a pass rate of around 50% in Carlow, which highlights the large number of retests that take place. Learner drivers also have to undertake 12 mandatory driving lessons. A learner driver can apply for a driving test before taking the lessons, but the lessons must be completed before an application can be made. Deputy Kathleen Funchen raised the Carlow waiting list in the Dáil recently. The Sinn Féin TD said, People are being encouraged not to take public transport due to Covid. But what should a person do if he or she is in a rural town or village in County Carlow and cannot get to a job or cannot apply for certain jobs? Many jobs now require a person to have a full licence. I often get contacted by people who have maybe been offered a job on the condition that they have their full licence, are getting it, or where the expectation of a job is there if they can fulfil that requirement. It is extremely difficult if there are 1,119 people waiting for a test. In response, Junior Transport Minister Hildegard Nocton outlined that driving tests were temporarily suspended in March and only resumed in mid-July. There has inevitably been an increased level of demand due to the consequent backlog. Unfortunately, due to social distancing and other public health and hygiene requirements, service capacity has had to be considerably reduced. This means that customers are experiencing longer waiting times than was the case before the service was suspended. While I regret the inconvenience caused, public safety must remain of paramount importance. Currently, theory tests are not taking place, and Minister Nocton said the RSA had been contacted to see if it could move this service online. Trip to the shops led to unplanned house party. Article by Michael Tracy. A seemingly innocuous request for a pack of cigarettes led to an unplanned house party in Carlow that was broken up by Gardaí. At a recent meeting of Carlow Joint Policing Committee, Garda Superintendent Aidan Brennan discussed how Gardaí had tackled house parties, which have been viewed as posing a high risk of spreading COVID-19. Superintendent Brennan stated that Gardaí had enforced legislation on house parties. However, he said Gardaí sought to engage with people to break up gatherings so that using legislation was not necessary. Illustrating the point, he recounted one particular occasion when Gardaí were called to a recent house party in Carlow. It turned out to be five young ladies who were college students. They just happened to ring one of their friends who was asked to bring over a pack of cigarettes. The friend brought the cigarettes, but also four of his friends with him. Next thing, four more friends arrived, and suddenly, before they knew it, there were 25 people in the house. Superintendent Brennan described it as an unplanned gathering and said the young women were in his office the following morning to apologise. They were very sincere, he said. There are ways of dealing with house parties and preventing them. 
In another episode, the meeting heard that Community Policing Sergeant Connor Egan and his team intercepted people going to a house party. We have taken very proactive steps on various different nights, said Superintendent Brennan. A fine system was introduced nationally last week and those guilty of organising a house party will be fined €500. Attending a house party will carry a fine of €150. Brave Amy settles High Court action for €9.4 million. Article by Anne Lachlan. A 12-year-old local girl who it is claimed is paralysed from the chest down after an operation for curvature of her spine has settled her High Court action for €9.4 million. Amy Brennan had the operation at Our Lady's Children's Hospital Crumlin, Dublin when she was six years old. The little girl who has paraplegia now has to use a wheelchair. In the High Court, Mr Justice Kevin Cross was told the case was very complex and that the settlement is without admission of liability. Amy's counsel, Liam Reedy, senior counsel, told the court that the little girl who had curvature of the spine had an independent life before the operation. The surgery, he said, was necessary as Amy was not breathing properly. Counsel said the surgery involved the insertion of an anchor system and implants along the spine using pedicle screws. It was their case that the screws had been allegedly misplaced. He said an updated MRI scan would have provided a roadmap for the surgery. The hospital denied all the claims and contended the screws did not cause damage and that the injuries could have been explained by a stroke which is a known complication of this type of surgery. Amy's mother Jacinta told the court that Amy is a great child. She has been through so much, but always has a smile on her face, she said. In an affidavit to the court, Mrs Brennan said her daughter will never be able to walk again after the operation and she has no power or sensation from below chest level. Amy Brennan, Wolf Hill County Leash, had, through her mother Jacinta Brennan, sued Our Lady's Children's Hospital, Crumlin, Dublin. It was claimed that Amy had a necessary operation on the 29th of September 2014, during which she was allegedly caused to suffer an injury to her spinal cord, resulting in paraplegia. After she was born in 2008, Amy had to have spine casting and bracing, and had her first spinal surgery when she was a few months short of her fourth birthday. Other surgery followed, and in August 2014, the little girl was admitted to the Dublin Hospital for four weeks of gravity traction in preparation for her spinal surgery. It is claimed that in early September, her parents were informed of a new device from the United States which could be used to treat Amy's condition. Three days before the operation, Amy's mother was informed that the curve of the spine was very severe and was causing pressure on Amy's lungs and the operation was needed to save her life. It is claimed that no risks or alternative options to the proposed surgery were mentioned to Mrs Brennan. Following the surgery, Amy returned from the operation still on traction and was admitted to the intensive care unit. Her father, Alan, stayed with her overnight and noticed that Amy complained of pins and needles in her legs at about 4.30am. 
A nursing note of 6am recorded that Amy was not complying with requests to move her lower limbs. An urgent MRI scan was carried out and the little girl was brought back to theatre where a hematoma was evacuated during an operation which lasted over six hours. It is claimed in relation to the main operation there was alleged negligence in adopting a surgical strategy which was not allegedly indicated and which did not allow for more conservative approaches to Amy's condition. It was further claimed there was an alleged failure to inform the mother, adequately or at all, of the material risks of the proposed surgery. It was also claimed there was an alleged failure to carry out pre-operative advanced imaging to present a roadmap to guide the placement of critical high-risk implants in surgery. The claims were denied. Amy's mother told the court that her daughter continues to get excellent care in Our Lady's Children's Hospital. Approving the 9.4 million settlement, Mr Justice Kevin Cross said it was a very good one.